Amen. Thank you, Lord. God, we thank you for this day, God. We thank you for your saving grace. We thank you for your power, your love. We thank you, God, because you are God. You are Lord. You created each and every one of us. You know what's happening in the future. You know today. You know tomorrow. You know everything. And God, we thank you for that. And we thank you for being on our side. You created human being. You created every beast, every fowl, everything, every live living thing, every non-living thing. You created it all, God. You gave us a mind to do the other creations and bringing uh, uh, to give us a land, amen, to, to fill us with the land of milk and honey. And we thank you, God, for everything that you, the wisdom, the knowledge, the understanding that you have given us. God, I love you for that. And I thank you, God, because when nothing else, we know to come to you for everything. When we're feeling bad, we're feeling happy, whatever way we feel, God, we know that you are our keeper. You're our guide. You're our leadership. You're our protection. And God, I want to pray for the president right now, the United States of America. God, I'm asking that you heal his body, God, if it's in your will. God, I don't want to get into anything that you have control over, God. I keep my mouth closed if you have power over it. Forgive all our sins, God, every one of our sins. And God, help us to be just. Help us to be kind. Help us to be true. Help us to be faithful. But God, I ask you right now, God, I know I'm asking you to let there be peace on earth. Help us to know how to have peace on earth. God, it hurts me to my heart to see how we as people are falling apart. No matter what color of our skin, God, I ask you to heal and protect each and every one. God, I thank you, Lord, that you are God, that you made every one of our skin. You made all of us. Nobody should complain about one another, but we all should love one another. And I thank you, Father. God, help the Christians that that have been going through so much and and now they become evil and mad and and disgusted and upset and don't realize that they turn into sin. They don't realize that they turn into evil as they talk about evil. God, help them to see the evil that they don't become because God, as Christians, we should not wish ill on our neighbor, but we should wish blessings. And I thank you, Lord. Please bless the White House. Please bless those in the White House. Please bless all those that are surrounded around the White House. Those people that have their hands and in, in their mouth and things that has importance to do with things that are accepted in the United States of America and non-acceptance. But God, I thank you right now. Thank you for every enemy, God, that you that, that have come my way, that you have protect me from, that every enemy have become a blessing in my life because... They hope me learn more about myself and others. And God, I thank you right now for the choices that you make for us. And I thank you for the things that we cannot change. And the wisdom to know the difference. So we'll know how to change things that we can. And God, I thank you for it. Right now, in Jesus' name, keep your hand in protection over the children. Watch over us as we go forward. Watch over these adults, God, as they make the right choices for them and their family. And God, we thank you. Let everybody see today, God, that there is that they can they can do things that they can change, and they can't do nothing about what they can't change. In Jesus' name, Amen and Amen. Amen. You know, that's what we was talking about this morning. We had 
kind of a small discussion. But what I want to do is go to the word of God. Amen. Because I wrote down um, what you can do, what you can tolerate, you cannot change. Amen. Amen. What you can tolerate, you cannot change. Amen. So we're going to go into, um, I'm looking at 1 John. Let's go to 1 John. Um, Let me find it. 1 John, we're going to go 1 and 9. 1 John 1 and 9. That's John 1 and 9. Hold on a minute, y'all. Give me one second. That's first John. One and nine. Let's, let's go. Because there's two Johns in the book, but we're gonna go to the first one. Y'all bear with me. Let me get my I normally be reading it off my phone, but I'm going in my word now. The Bible, but I guess it off my phone. I don't want to lose y'all because I'm recording. First John. Whoever got it, got it. Give it. Let me. Let me. Um. I'm looking for that. Um. The the first, the first and the second book, the third book of John. It's different books. It's the first, not not Saint John. Okay, we'll come back to. Let's go to second. Let's go to Second Timothy one and seven. Second Timothy 1 and 7. Amen. Okay, and it reads what 2 Timothy 1 and 7 says, And I have been chosen, and I have been chosen. This is the absolute truth as a preacher. And an apostle to teach the gospel about faith and truth. Amen. Amen. This is something he can't do. I'm telling y'all when you can't do nothing about things. We were talking this morning about how people are losing their control, losing their mind, um, bored and depressed. All because there are things happening that we cannot change. Amen. And I can talk about me first as when I go back to my son, because there's so many things that dealt with me emotionally and I had to learn to build myself up of because when my when my son got killed, I was I if I if I would have sat there and, and wished that it would have turned out this way and wished that it would have turned out that way, I could have wished all day. Amen. Amen. And I could have wished that it never happened and I could have wished this, whatever. But when I when if I, when I sat on the couch and I began to look back and felt like what I should have done and could have done, I started getting more miserable. I started getting really depressed. So I, I felt powerless. I felt even more powerless. I already felt powerless, but I felt even more powerless. I felt defeated. I felt like an ant. I was I was bringing myself that low down. I was dragging myself down because something had happened that I could not change. And it's death. It was the death of my son. 
Um, how I wish I could have woke him up. I, I, I could have started talking crazy. Amen. We don't have the power over death. As far as when, when somebody die, uh, we can't tell that person and watch how they get up. You know, except the Lord tell you that. Amen. There are many countries and stuff where people can pray over somebody and the person will be dead and will wake up. But I knew in this situation that my son had got shot. He was pronounced dead. Things can change. But I knew that he was already gone. Hours had passed. I could not change that fact. So I had to find somewhere in myself. Amen. To understand that. And to be able to not go down even, even lower as I was feeling. Amen. So I had to ground myself where I was and start finding a way to accept what happened. And that I could not change that. And to build myself up from where, how low I was. Amen. Amen. Um, I had to find a way. And the way I found was, the first thing came to me was to repent from sin. God, if I've done anything, if it, if it has something to do with me, please forgive me for what I've done wrong. Because a lot of our sick thinking comes from something that we are doing. Amen. Forgive me for doubting you. Forgive me for not, you know, uh, doing what I needed to do. So the first thing came to me was, if it's my fault, let me repent. I didn't know whether it was my fault or not. That's what just came to me. I said, I'm going to clear things up. Let me start from repentance. Let me start from repentance. Do y'all hear what I'm saying? Yeah. And the first thing we do, we blame everything else. But I said, let me start from the ground up. Let me start first. God, forgive me. Even if God would have said it has nothing, and he did say it has nothing to do with you. You understand? I was clear from that. Where the enemy couldn't play with my head. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord. So, Timothy, that was Timothy 1 and 7 says, wait, uh-oh, y'all, I'm sorry. Timothy 1 and 7, that's good too, but Timothy 1 and 7 says, um, y'all bear with me. They want to be known as teachers of the law. Of Moses, but they don't know what they are talking about, even though they seem so confident. Amen. Hold on, y'all. Give me one second. This ain't the scripture I'm looking for. I'm all this morning. God, leave. Come on, Angie. Get it together. Okay, here we go. But y'all hold on to that too. That's another thing y'all just showing you that goes back to what? What they want to be. So somebody will sit down and contemplate on what they want to be and they can't be. And then they get all messed up in their head. Give me some paper towel. Amen. Amen. And then they can go on a rage. You want things your way. See, help me to accept the things that I what? Cannot change. And see... If God help me, if I pray that prayer, then I'm going to have, I'm going to keep my sanity so I can know the difference. Because I got to think about, I need to know what 
to change and what not to change. Amen? Amen. So give me the, the wisdom to know the what? The difference. Because if I lose my, my sanity because I'm mad about a situation, then I ain't going to have sense enough to know how to fix the situation. Amen? Y'all heard that? Yeah. If I get so mad about a situation, I ain't going to know how to come out of it. Because once you turn angry, you start losing thoughts. That's when you lose thought. When you get real mad, you lose what? Thought. Now, here it is right here. It says, Five and six and for God has not given us a spirit of fear and of trembling, but of power, love, self-discipline. Y'all heard that? Yeah. But of love and what? Self-discipline. But of love and self-discipline. Because guess what, y'all? When we can't change things, we start getting scared. Amen? When we know we can't change nothing, we start getting scared. And, and I'm going to tell y'all something. There are a lot of people, like I told y'all, I was 23 years old. At the age of 23, I was standing out there on the park laughing and talking. And all of a sudden, this crazy thought came to my head. You're going to get old and die. And everybody was laughing and still going on. It's like the world stood still. The whole world, my whole world stood still. I can see everybody laughing and talking. Everybody was laughing and talking. They never had stopped, but my world stopped. And the spirit of fear hit me. And guess what I said in my thought? Well, what's the sense in being born if we're going to die? Why are we here? Because this, it first done, it, it just done to me that we really going to leave here one day when we get old. And that thing scared me. I was 23 when it hit me. And then the enemy caught that fear and he tried to ride me for more years. And I said, I got to get out of this because it's stopping me from being happy. It's stopping me from planning for a future. It's stopping me. It keep coming to my mind. What's the sense in doing this and you ain't going to be here? What's the sense in doing that? Why, why do this and why do that? Because you're going to die anyway. And so many people are living this type of life, even children. There is so much going in people's head nobody really talks about. Nobody really talks about. Not even in the church. That's why I love this ministry because God let me talk about things that people don't really talk about. And it's life learning and it helps you live. And it makes you stronger and makes you wiser and makes you better. Help me God. Accept the things that I cannot change. There are so many people, they hate that their birthday is coming. 
But then I get confused. How come you want to live if you're scared to get older? And I had to tell myself that one day. Wait a minute. I ought to be happy. Because some people don't never get older. Amen. So I say, well, whatever. Well, I'm going to enjoy myself until that time comes. Until I get old. You see? But I was in my 20s worrying about getting old. I could not have fun. I couldn't enjoy my children on the football field. I, I couldn't enjoy myself at home. I couldn't enjoy myself cooking. I couldn't enjoy nothing. I was still thinking about the day when I get old. Oh, y'all better come on. What about y'all? What, what, what is on your mind that's, that's causing you to be depressed? Something that you cannot change. We can't change the fact that one day all of us will go home with the Lord. Come on, tell God, thank you. You may can't change the fact that you're an American and you want to be a Mexican. I mean, I don't know what it is. I'm just calling out stuff. And some people, they can't change the fact that they were born a guy or they were born a woman, but they want to be a man or they want to be a woman. Come on, tell God, thank you. I'm talking about things that are causing God's people to be so depressed in this good world. Oh, this ain't no good world. Well, you know what? I can't change the fact that they're going to always be robbers, killers, and thieves. Come on, tell God, thank you. So you, you, you trying to tell me I'll never be happy because I got to wait to God to there be no more robbers and no more thieves and no more presidency in this world? The devil is a liar. Come on, tell God, thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. So we got to be unhappy for the rest of our life because the, the world is not right? That ain't true, y'all. That ain't true. No. Because God would never tell us that he will make the crooked places straight. He said, I will make your crooked place straight. That's your territory. That's your surrounding. Come on, tell God, thank you. He even told us thousands may die on this side and two thousands may die on that side, but it won't come near you. Thank you, Jesus. Then we go back way back in our forefathers. Moses now was eating and celebrating while everybody outside was dying. They were eating and feasting and God had their house covered. He said, when I see the blood, I will pass over you. Come on, tell God, thank you. Thank you, Lord. We are being protected. We are being protected. Who are we, y'all, that we are not hollering about we have the disease, the coronavirus. We're being protected. And every last one of us know how some stupid way we could have got it because we hear people talking about how they got it. And we'll say, we did that too. How come we were so protected when before it got out? We were all walking around doing our thing and going different places before they made it a pandemic. But we don't have it. God was shilling us. Who aren't we? I hear people say, why not me? Why I couldn't have died? Why so-and-so died first? But guess what? Why sit there and be miserable? You can't change the thing. There, you can't change that. 
when David's son died in the Bible, David stopped eating and David stopped sleeping and God told him to get up and go eat. That means you can't change that. Stop being depressed. Am I right or wrong? I look at the children and we're teaching the children how not to be depressed for the rest of their life, how not to commit suicide because it starts off as a child. When you teach your child how to accept something they cannot have. There are so many people, they can't accept the way they live in now. I thought about it. I thought about it. I thought about how they say on TV. And I paid it. I didn't pay any attention to it to a long time. They say we can rejuvenate. We can um, we can make you feel better. We can make you look younger. But they never said we can change your age. Thank you, Lord. Because in everything, in every age we is, and whatever how old we are. There is something good inside of it. There's some rejuvenation. There, yes, there's some cleansing. There is some reviving. Come on, tell God, thank you. There are some happy things to do. There are happy things to do. Let's say it again. There are happy things to do for every age. So no matter what age you are, something good is in your package. Come on, tell God, thank you. Come on, tell him thank you. Tell him thank you. Somebody can't tolerate their age. Somebody can't tolerate their looks. Somebody who can't, whatever you can't tolerate, then you look at it and you see if you can change it or you cannot change it. Like I say, we can't change our age, but we can enhance our looks. Come on, tell God thank you. That's why age don't matter to me. It's how I look that matters to me. Come on, tell God, thank you. Thank you, Jesus. I don't care about another birthday. I thank God for another birthday. But how do I look after my birthday or on my birthday matters to me. God has given us everything to take care of ourselves. We cry about things in season and out of season. That's why I'm able to teach the children. Okay, listen, you want a car at the age of nine. And there are kids, they want a motorcycle at nine. And they want a motorcycle at at six and all this stuff. But we have to sit them down and tell them at what age their mind can know how to deal with the things that they want. I help many women and men deal with at what age they are and things they want. I say, you're not mentally fit for that yet. Can't you see? And then once you get the picture, then you will calm down and you will accept and be happy where you're at until you get to where you're going. Come on, tell God, thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. God wants us to be able to have a peaceful mind. He never created us to worry. He never created us to worry. He ain't never, God is not cruel. He did never, he never said, I love the little children only. He never said that. He never said, when y'all get older, you on your own. People have so many fears. Children have so many fears. 
I mean, fears to what may happen or what may happen again. Some people can't even enjoy their marriage life because of what their past life. So they will not be happy. I vowed that I want to feel everything with joy. And I remember this happened to me some years ago. I said, I'm tired of living on the edge. I want to feel everything. I want to feel all my joy. I want all the joy that God has for us. I want to be free in my relationships. Come on, tell God, thank you. I want I don't want to feel tense. Some of y'all right now, the reason why you get sick, because you live in a tense life. You're afraid. You're afraid something may happen if you smile too much. You're afraid something may happen if you be a little more nicer. So you live this tense life. That's a miserable life. That's the life of fear. And fear calls sickness. And fear is sin. Because you can give all you got. That's why I liked it when Anita Becky used to sing this song about giving you the best that I got. That means I'm putting my all into it. I'm putting my all into it. And, and when you put your all into something, then you'll find out what type of education you need. You'll know if you need to know, know a little more or you, you know enough. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I never forget when I was a little girl, my mama said, y'all got a week to wash dishes. So I said to myself, because I like to go outside and play. My mama used to always call us back in. I don't care how far, how much fun we was having, get back in here and clean my kitchen. When I watched my sister and went through that, because they, they was older than me and they were, they were the first ones had to wash dishes. So they were the one I watched. And then mama said, come back in here and wash dishes. And they said, but I already did it. She said, you didn't do it right. Get back in here. So I noticed something. I said to myself, when my time come to wash dishes, I'm not going to want to lose none of my fun. So I'm going to do it right the first time so I don't have to go back in there. And so my time came. And when I would go in there, I made sure I cleaned my kitchen. I cleaned it up real good because I didn't want to be called back in the house. I did not, here's the key, I did not want to be called back in the house. I'm going to say it again. I did not want to be what? Called back in the house. Called back in the house. I didn't want that. I didn't want that. So guess what I did? I gave it all I got. Because I didn't want nobody bothering me about coming back in the house. So I made a speak and span the first time. And mama was pleased. And so it stayed that way. But my sister them, they would be like, I got to go back in and wash this plate out. And I was like, do it right. If you do it right the first time, you ain't got to come back out. A lot of times we make our own self miserable because we're not giving it the best that we got. Come on, tell God, thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. And we make ourselves what? Miserable. Miserable. Just give me a second. I'm going to the other scripture. Scripture. We're going to go to Galatians. Let's go to Galatians 6 and 6. And it reads. Those who are taught the word of God should help their teachers by paying attention. See them? Y'all heard that? 
all of this all of this happens when our mind is stuck on what we want you know when i first came to the church sat in the church listening to the preacher preach i enjoyed the singing but when the preacher got the preaching I was like, okay, okay, what is he finna say? Because if he ain't finna say nothing about what I want, I don't want to hear it. Did you hear me? Yes. If he ain't finna say anything about what I want, I don't want to hear it. All of these things was helping my mind not develop. Because I wanted things my way. And if it didn't go my way then, hey, I'm going to find something that can make it go my way. I'll listen to whoever can make it go my way. But it has to go my way. Amen? So I literally did not. Now, my, now for those of you who are just coming in and listening, what you can tolerate, you cannot change. And so, I literally wanted things to go my way. And then I started losing my mind. I stopped acting like a normal teenager. I began to isolate myself. See, when we don't, when we don't listen and learn, we become alienated. Amen? Amen. We're different. I'm, I can't help because I'm different. You're right. You, can, you, you, you can't help it. You can help it. You can change that. I'm talking about what you can't change. That's what got you crazy. And as we growing up, we taught from children that way. We taught from children because um, the reason why God was showing me this morning about how people lost their husband. I got a friend uh, that I had some years ago lost her husband. And I think about her. And I, and, I, and I can relate to her because I had a son that passed. And I was laying there thinking, I say, my Lord, I hope she can understand there was something that she could not change. And she can go crazy if she don't accept that. She can turn mad. Some people turn mad. They turn mean. They, they wish bad on everybody else. They just get disgusted. They, I've, I've had people that work with me. This, this man lost his son. He literally hated God. I mean, he hated God. Don't tell me nothing about God. And so now we're dealing with now um, our Christian people, most likely, some of them, they turning hateful because they can't change nothing. People are dying because they want the coronavirus to leave and now they're turning madder than the virus. They're getting so mad because black people are being treated so bad, now they killing. Let me give y'all this little story. I know my grandson don't mind me telling y'all this, but he have long eyelashes and his eyelash always get in his eye. At first, he was like, out my eye. And then one day, he said, I'm so tired of this. And he became angry. 
He became angry. And the first thing I thought, well, oh, he did ask me. He said, just cut him off. Cut your eyelashes off. Our eyelashes are for it catch dust that don't get into our eye. But he didn't want them. Some people, they literally hate pain. And don't say, oh, well, one day you're going to feel pain. Then they hate life. They say, why did God create us to have pain? These are things, even though we, and guess what I found out about pain? I'm going to find a way to live. I found out that pain is, is to alert you that something is wrong. We need pain. There are so many people. Guess how I live, y'all? I live because when I started hurting first, and then I found out it was cancer. There are so many people died because they didn't feel anything. They didn't feel anything. My doctor told me if I wouldn't have felt it, it would have took me out in three months because I had stage four cancer. So thank God for the pain that led me to know something was wrong with me. Come on, tell God, thank you. I, I wish that every one of y'all would say something good is coming out of this. Something good is coming out of this. You know, Paul said in 1 Corinthians, he was telling us our suffering comes to make us strong and help us overcome. It gives you strength. It builds muscles. Amen. And it makes you wise. It teaches you how to live. It creates. Come on, tell God, thank you. It makes things. Every, everything in this world that we utilize or we deal with has to do with somebody's pain. Somebody created shoes because their feet were hurting. Come on, tell God, thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Everything. Now, listen, I heard a lady on, on Facebook. Well, she was on the, uh, 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 one of the little advertisements. You, you, I've heard people say, I can't hardly breathe with this mask on. And then somebody say the mask is, is you know, in my nose and I can't. And guess what? Now they made a guard over your face. Well, people say, well, I can't hear what you're saying. So now this lady finna become a multimillionaire from your pain, from your complaint. And now she's coming a multimillionaire because she, she, not, she didn't make a mask like everybody else. She made a guard where the mask won't touch your nose or your mouth. And it's soft and it's cushy and it just sits over your face. Then you put your mask and guess what? You can hear her talking and she can breathe. Now she's going to become a multimillionaire. Everybody going to start buying it. Just click the app and I saw... I saw, I mean, a lot of people, a 5K was looking at her. You know they buying it. So it come from pain. Eyeglasses. Everything came from pain. God said, I come to make your crooked place straight. That's, that's where your money lies. Yes, Lord. That's where your money lies. Your money lies in your pain. Come on, tell God, thank you. Thank you, Lord. It does. It's right in our pain. 
and we sit there and we're afraid of stuff that we feel. Amen. We're afraid of it. I accept age beautifully because I look at myself and I wear it beautifully. You understand what I'm saying? Now, I wouldn't accept it if I wasn't taking care of me. Because I'd be sitting there worrying about my age, not the way I look. Do y'all get this? There are some people, I can't even tell them happy birthday. It makes them sick because they hate another year to come. And it's sad. And it's sad. And they look worse than their year. Because they allow that thought to destroy them. Come on, tell God, thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. I told my grandson, I say, mentally you're going to be affected if you don't get over it, knowing that this day too will pass. Every time your eye eyelashes bother you, take your hand and brush it up. Brush up your lip. But he didn't want that. He don't want it to happen. See what I'm saying, y'all? See, we don't want to fix something. We, we, we want it not there. I was telling everybody about the young lady who her brother was, was a football player. I gave my sister a kidney. Her brother gave her a kidney. And when I'm laying, my sister was laying next to her in the same room. And she looked at my sister and said, you want to take medicine for the rest of your life? And we 18, 19 years old. I'm 18, they 19. And my sister said, I'm going to take it. I thank God for my kidney. And she said, I don't want to take medicine for the rest of my life. And she stopped eating. So she died on the thought of have to take medicine for the rest of her life. And that took her out. Because she could not get over the fact that she had to take medicine for the rest of her life. People do not want the season to change. We watch season changes, but we have to accept the change. Now, there is somebody right now wish it was summer. They hate fall came. So now they're going to live a miserable life. Fall. They're going to be so miserable. See, I'm just calling stuff out, but I want you to look at your issue. They're going to live miserable. Still in them finding a way to adapt with the fall. They'd rather live miserable and die in the fall. I've learned how to love the summer because I learned how to adapt to summer. I can't change it, so adapt with it. They got an old saying that said, if you can't beat it, join it. Paul said it. He said, when I went to Rome, I did what the Romans did. Why? Paul wasn't no dummy. Paul said, I'm just going to go smooth with this thing, and he went smooth with it. He didn't fight against it. You don't kick against, you don't kick against age. You don't supposed to kick against stuff you can't change. You don't kick against it. You find a way to live through it. Come on, tell God, thank you. Somebody right now today committed suicide because of the corona. What about the nurse that killed herself because of the, the coronavirus? She went and killed herself. She went to work in New York and then she killed herself because she couldn't take how it was going. 
So we talking mental depression. I woke up this morning just talking to the children about not being depressed. Things ain't going to solve it. You got to know how to live in this world. I don't care if you get 50 cars, 20 houses. We need to know what's causing you to be depressed. Well, if you give me that, maybe I'll stop being depressed. No, let's go and see what's causing your depression. See if you a person that just angry with how God got things going. So this lady goes and she kills herself because the coronavirus came. And because they didn't have no way to fix it. So she said, I fixed it. I'm finna go die. People are tripping. People saying things they ought not to say no more. They don't know what else to say because the president won't get out the seat. So now they're saying, die. And now, hold on. You telling the president, I'll be down over his illness. What if God turn around and say, then you die over yours. We messing up. We don't even realize what we're doing and saying. How would you feel if somebody wished your death? I don't care how bad, because somebody hate all of us. All of us got some haters. Amen. But what if somebody wish your death? Who are you waiting to die? And why do you want God to want everybody to pray you to live? Because he did wrong. Well, how many wrong things we done and God still gave us grace? Amen. One day there was a young man. He was talking about somebody like a dog. I said, stop now. The toilet backing up. He said, what you mean? I said, the toilet is backing up with your boo-boo. It's coming out the toilet. The more you bring up they boo-boo, yours coming out too. I worked with a drug rehab for years and I was sitting in that group and I still didn't understand Young, never been through anything, and I heard them saying, help me. And you know what? I was just doing what they do because they didn't care neither. But the counselor, look what the scriptures say. Now, hold on, let's go here. What the scriptures say, Galatians what? Six and six says, those who are taught the word of God should help their teachers by paying attention. Well, here it is. The teacher with the counselor was sitting up there saying, okay, y'all, the serenity prayer is what? Um... I go, um, I, I wrote it down. It say, help me. Hold on. Grant, God, grant me the serenity to accept the things that I cannot change. And to give me the courage to change the things that I can and the wisdom to know the difference. Now watch this. I'm sitting there all that time. And I'm like, that ain't for me. That's for them. And they sitting there looking at me like that ain't for me neither. We all just sitting there. And, and the teacher Who's saying it is somebody that's been recovered for years off that same message. But they were there to recover. Amen. Amen. So the scripture said, if you want to make it, you will accept the words that are given to you as a bridge to cross, as a stepping stone. That was a stepping stone. That was what you supposed to put around your neck. And so what they did, they were hanging all over the wall. Like I got these pictures. Everywhere you would go in these halfway houses, they have that sign right now today. 
But that was the key. That was the key to the step. That was the prayer. That was the first prayer. That was the key to learning everything else. And that, guess what? But that wasn't for them only. It's for everybody in the world. But they took it and they downsized it and they put it in a program. But it's for everybody in this world. It's for Chance. It's for Brooklyn. It's for every one of the children. It's for me. It's for you. It's for everybody. And God is calling it out today. Because, because people can't change nothing, they're backsliding. Because they can't change nothing, they became murderers. They couldn't change murdering, now they the murderer. They couldn't change stealing, now they stealing. See, you got to be careful with what you want done or don't want done, and then you got to be careful because you can become just as worse. Amen? I told y'all about the story. I wanted this young lady to go to church so bad. And her mama said no. And I was over there every Sunday begging. And guess where I was every Sunday for three weeks begging? At her mama's house. And I realized I wasn't going to church. See that? I realized I wasn't going. And the Lord said, you the one ain't going either. You never... Here's the thing, and I heard Master Prophet said one day, he said, do not, do not, never let your risk be greater than your reward. You don't put yourself through pure to get blessed. Did y'all hear that? You don't lose your life to get blessed. You don't get in trouble to get blessed. You don't, you don't, you don't put yourself through a great deal of suffering to get blessed. I got it now. You do? Well, yeah, now I'm sick, but I still got it. I got it, y'all. Yeah, you do. Yeah, but I can't enjoy it. I have to give it away because I'm finna die. But I got it. I did it. There was a young man about two, three weeks ago. My sister called me because um, that's when that pastor got killed. And she said, Angie, there ain't nothing. She said there was a young man on the ground dying, videoing himself. He was, he was dying. He said, I did it, y'all. I made it. Y'all ain't win. Told y'all. And he was dying. Mama, I love you. But I told you, I, I, I'm out here to win. I'm out here to fight. But he was dying. He said, I finally did it. And he was dying. He videoed himself. He was proud that he did something. But he ain't here to enjoy it. So he allowed his risk to be greater than his reward. So what is it in this world? Or in your life that you hate, that you, you know, sat down and you looked at it and you found out that you can't change it. But it's killing you now because you'd rather die if it don't change. When God has given you the wisdom and the knowledge 
to know the difference. Change what you can and what you can't learn how to live happy with it or in it. And that's how I live. I look at something that I can't change. I can't change your mind. I can't change your mind. So if, if you, if you say, I still can't, you know, I still don't like God or I still don't, ain't going to do this. I look at you and say, all right, that's on you. That's on you. Because I was a type of person some years ago. If you, if I wanted the best for you, if you didn't change, I'd die. I started getting sick. I wanted the best for you. And so one day, my one of my friends, we grew up childhood. We went in the church bathroom. I was 28 years old. And I was going in there to fix my hair. And she said, I'm finna go kill myself. And I just stood there. We both heard the word of God. And she went in church as long as me. We was both in church all our little lives. And, and so she's sitting there saying, I'm finna commit suicide. And she looked at me with her eye. I saw her looking. She was playing with my heart. And she said, did you hear me? Angie, you heard me? I say, I heard you. She say, I don't want to live no more. I say, all right. And she say, oh my God, girl, you ain't going to tell me nothing. I say, no, because you know, just like I know, you went to study like me. You was in Bible study like me. We both know the truth. So it's your choice. And I was free from it. And I was so happy. And she said, girl, you a trip. And she's still alive to this day. So I've learned how to live with people. I've learned how to live because if you want to make it in this world, because my thing is I want to be happy. I don't have to wait on you to be happy. Because if I had to wait on you to be happy, then there is no life for me. Because some people ain't going to be happy. And they ain't going to try to fix no happiness. They don't care. And this is the truth. And they'll tell you. I'll be happy when I'm ready to be happy. And you'll be saying, okay, well, when are we going to be happy? When I get ready. When we? No, you're supposed to say, okay. And you're supposed to still be happy. There is a such thing happy in my heart. I never forget one day a pastor wife told me, she said, Sister Owen, you can laugh. And I say, but my friends won't laugh. She say, laugh with other people, but when they come, don't laugh with them. <laughs> she say, but you're getting it out somewhere. See? They wasn't fooling. They weren't hurting me because I was getting my laugh. I just didn't laugh with them. They didn't want to laugh, so I ain't laugh with them. I learned how to accept what I couldn't change. And we can't change one another. We have, to, we have to want that for ourselves. We have to do it. I'm happy when, when you want to be happy with me. I'm happy. And then I tell myself, let me get my let me put myself in a position, that same position. Let me put myself in that position. But what I can't change, I just can't change. Only God can give us the material to change things. Mm -hmm. Only God can give us the wisdom to change things. Come on, tell God, thank you. Thank you Lord. 
Only the teachers God put in our life to change things. And if God give you a teacher, then you can change. Whenever they say when a student is ready, the teacher what? Appear. Some of y'all probably said to yourself, I ain't going to be, a, I ain't going to school today. I ain't going today. And then you say, I better get to school because there's God. Because there's something you need to know and something you want to know. So God love you enough to say, go on, go on. You need to know something. That's why I don't force nobody. Y'all notice I don't force nobody to listen to me. I don't force nobody to listen. You know why? Because you have to be ready to listen to what I give. I don't force because it's not no joke material. It's true life living. Come on, tell God, thank you. Thank you, Lord. So what is it? What is it in your life today that's causing you to be unhappy? Is it something you can change or something you can't change? Which one is it? I want everybody to take this thought today. What is it that I what is it that got me feeling bad? If it's a death of my loved one and I'm still weeping, I'm gonna get better. I'm on the road to recovery. Why? Because I can't change it. I can't change that. But God is gonna give me something good out of it that I can be able to heal by. Even if it's good memories, whatever it is, God gonna give me something to heal. I'm not going to turn bitter, but I'm going to turn better. Come on, tell God, thank you. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Somebody say, girl, you ain't, you still single? I say, well, that's just the way it is. They say, but you act like you married. Because I learned to accept being by myself. I don't care what it is. I don't care if you pull yourself from under me. I'm going to find a way. Because I'm still alive. God got many ways. And I don't got to be turned bad to find a way. I'm going to be better to find a way. Come on, tell God, thank you. Because see, life supposed to get better. What, what I said? Life supposed to do what? Get better. Life get better. I just had a birthday, so life gets better. Life don't get worse. Life don't get worse. I don't envy a child life. I don't envy a young a young teenager life. I don't envy anybody in their 30s and 40s life. I don't envy them because guess what? They got to get to where I'm at. Come on, tell God, thank you. Life gets better. Life, if life getting worse, the older you get, something you're doing wrong. What is it that you won't get it? Something you won't get, you will not get it. It's something maybe you can't change and you them still living a life of regret or something that you can change. Isaiah 26 says to us, he said, I come to make the crooked place straight. God is here today to take your crooked place. Twist your arm, twist something on your body and see when it hurt. So something is crooked. If you still in pain in your heart, that means something is wrong. And then you say, well, I'm in pain because I lost a loved one. We can understand that. 
But wait now, but I'm getting better. I can feel me getting better. You're on the right track. You're on the right track. You're on the right track. But if you say, I lost a loved one and I feel worse, I feel like I'm dying, then you're not on the right track. Come on, tell God, thank you. Because life gets better. Healing comes. Healing comes. Healing and the healing process comes. Something wrong if you still feel the same all these years. Then you're missing out on all the goods. I told my grandson, you can't enjoy the good that you have if you're miserable. You can't enjoy good that you have if you're miserable. You can't even see clear. You can't even see the beauty that is around you if you're miserable. You can't see it. This is real. You don't even know the values that you have if you're miserable. You can't even see your red look pink. Your, your royal blue look light blue. Come on, tell God, thank you. Your canary yellow look like orangey. You know, come on. You can't see the true colors. Everything is just blurry. But you want the fullness. I scribe for the fullness. I want all the substance. I just don't want just a little bit of it. And so I have to let ducks be put in the row. There are some things take time. Ducks be in the row. I can't throw away stuff and expect to, to be blessed and happy. You ever heard people say, if you take this from me, then you're going to make me unhappy. Then I back up because I don't want to make you unhappy. I want to enjoy your happiness. Come on, tell God, thank you. Come on, tell him, thank you. So you can't just snatch a baby bottle out of a little baby mouth and then expect that baby to be kind. That baby going to start biting people because you took it too soon. It ain't how you want it. It's how you want to be happy. It's all about God wanting us to enjoy our lives. That's why he took us from Pharaoh. Because Pharaoh did not want you to enjoy. So what is it that is a Pharaoh in your life that don't want the you to change? It ain't the people. It's your thoughts. Your fears. Oh, I did that before. I ain't doing it with you because I did that with somebody else and they did me wrong. So I ain't going to do nothing with you. See? So why move forward if you're scared? If you're afraid, then don't move forward. This is real. I didn't. When I was afraid, I stayed away from relationship. Because I knew I was going to be a disaster. Well, I tried. Well, I burned the bridge. I wouldn't have been no good with fear. Amen? So... So I took the little fears that can change. I said, okay, I'm better now because these little fears can change. But the other fears couldn't change. So I had, thank God, I had to destroy them things. So now I'm able to get in relationships because now I'm not afraid. And then the little fears that I have, it can be moved away. Those are easy little fears. So I want y'all to look at this because the world is, 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 is everybody tripping because they're scared. And so fear does it. And what if? And what if? Don't live with the what if. Then you're really going to trip. Stay away from the what ifs because then you're going to trip. Because now you're living something that never happened. 
and you in it and you're in it 